0: To discover the melting pot of dishes this country has to offer, we have invited 10 talented home cooks from regions across the United States. Don't touch that dial. You're in the right place. This is KCBX Central Coast Public Radio, and I'm Father Ian Dellinger, and I'm playing with food. Our doors are open, and everyone's invited. Welcome to the Great American Recipe. Today's segment is very special because we have a celebrity on playing with food. PBS broadcast a new cooking show called Great American Recipe. Ten home cooks shared themselves, their recipes, and their families with all of America for the judges. At the end of each episode, one contestant went home. One of those ten contestants just happened to be from the Central Coast, so ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Morro Bay resident and celebrity chef Sylvia Martinez from Great American Recipe.
1: I'm Silvia Martinez, and I am here to cook some pozole with Father Ian.
0: What makes this pozole special?
1: Okay, this is green pozole. When I was growing up, pozole for me was red with pork. And that's the traditional pozole that a lot of people know in Mexico. But my mom decided to make a lighter version. So she decided to change the pork for chicken and the red sauce, which is usually made with dried chilies, to tomatillo salsa. It's lighter, it's brighter has the acidity of the tomatillos and the chicken. It's been one of my favorite ones.
0: That's great. And there's another very special reason that you're here, though, too.
1: Yes. I was part of a new PBS food competition called The Great American Recipe, and I won. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. so it was a family-friendly, beautiful show where 10 cooks from different parts of the United States come together and cook our family recipes. And we talk about why they're special, but also our families and our stories.
0: Fantastic, so we're here to cook pozole from an award-winning TV (laughs) cooking personality. Let's get started. Yeah, so
1: the first thing that we need to do is start cooking the chicken, because one of the most important part of pozole is the broth. You need to have a very flavorful broth. So we always do a whole chicken. I like to use a whole chicken because it has all the bones and it's where you get the flavor. One thing I'm gonna recommend for people who make pozole for the first time Actually make it one day prior to your event or your family gathering because if you do it one day before, that broth gets really flavorful. Making this at home with the recipe that I have in the blog, it takes one and a half hours. Okay. When you have done it multiple times, it can take more than that. You are it for the first time. For the show, I had one and a half hours to make it and I wanted to make it. It was one of the dishes that I decided that it didn't matter where I had to put it somewhere because it's my family's most precious recipe. I had to do what I'm doing with you today, which is using two pots, separating the chicken in half, so we can make that broth more concentrated faster.
0: You have the chicken and the onion, the hominy and the garlic on the boil. Yes. What's next?
1: So now we're going to start getting ready with the salsa verde. When the chicken is cooked is when we're going to add the salsa. And it's all the flavor because there is just garlic and onion there. But when we make the salsa, the salsa has the salt, the oregano, tomatillos, onion, and serrano peppers. So I'm going to ask you how spicy you do like your food.
0: Oh, I like it Thai hot.
1: Thai hot? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so then I can decide how many chiles I'm going to do.
0: So this was not just a regular cooking show, right? There were some special elements to this. Yes. It was very similar in production to Great Mm -hmm. British Bake Off, which here is called something else. Um, The Great British Baking Show or something like that. It was almost identical in terms of how it was set up and the camera work and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was really interesting. It's not the same production company though, because I looked that Mm -hmm. up. What was very different than even Great British Bake Off or any other show was from the very beginning, This was about each of the 10 chefs as a person and where they come from.
1: British baking show is one of my favorite, you know, my favorite, well, no, my favorite is the Great American Recipe. (laughs) (laughs) After the Great American Recipe is the British Baking Show. And yes, I mean, you see the way how the stations are, and all that is very similar, but you're right. I don't think I have seen a show like our show where the family stories are so important for it. When the judges critique your dishes, That's one of the things that I consider, how the story makes the whole thing whole, right? Because sometimes you make something that it can be very simple, like Tim Bambi made macaroni and cheese, which can be very simple for a lot of families. But then you tell the story around it, and then you say, oh, okay, this is a very special mac and cheese. And I think a lot of families have recipes like that. Mm -hmm. They don't need to be recipes that are very complicated. It can be a very simple recipe, but it's the story that makes the whole thing right?
0: Even down to the very first recipe.
1: So the very first recipe was you on a plate. How do you see yourself in a plate of food? When the judges taste that, it's you in there. It can be your flavors, it can be the way it is, it can be the way you make it, it can be the, the story. I chose chilaquiles for my first dish and there is a lot of reasons why. <laughs> but I think the first reason that I considered was something that I could do in that amount of time Second, that it was a dish that I had made multiple times because it would be the first time that I would be cooking on TV. And I wanted to be sure that I wouldn't not going to mess up that recipe. Also, my family loves chilaquiles. Mm. And also, I make chilaquiles different to how my family in Mexico does them. And I mentioned that in the show. Like my family, when you eat chilaquiles, they're like soft. And I like chilaquiles crunchy. And they criticized my chilaquiles because I said my family in Mexico said that they're not chilaquiles, <laughs> but I said those are my California chilaquiles, my family chilaquiles. So that was part of the things, and I thought about choosing that recipe. And also say okay, this is me in a plate. Why? Because it has my flavors from Mexico, has my salsa, has crunchiness and the spiciness, and I think a little spicy too. And so I was thinking that was a perfect dish to show to the judges. I love cilantro and cilantro is what makes salsa verde, salsa verde in my opinion. So I'm going to use the blender now. All right, so we're just gonna transfer that. So tomatillos have a lot of water inside. So when I make the salsa for the pozole, I don't put a lot of water, just enough for them to just come together. Cause we don't wanna water it down. They broth.
0: You. You're listening to KCBX Public Radio for the Central Coast. I'm Father Ian, cooking pozzoli with Sylvia Martinez of Morro Bay, one of the dishes she made on the new PBS show Great American Recipe. As we chopped and stirred, Sylvia explained how she chose recipes and shared some of the secrets of producing a national cooking show. So going back to this idea that the contestants were to show who they were as people, who their families were, what their heritage was... Yes. when you were thinking about the recipes was it difficult was it a challenge or did it make it easier
1: well definitely was a challenge when you start thinking about what recipes you're going to show. You need to consider a lot of things, starting for the amount of time that you have to make that recipe. For example, I couldn't make tamales, even though if I wanted. It was just no way that I'm going to risk not having cooked tamales because of the amount of time I have. That was the first thing I considered. And then I had to consider the team, because as you see, every episode had a different team. And we uh, had to decide what I want to cook that goes with that theme. So at some point, I remember having like a big board with a lot of recipes all together and trying to decide how to feed them. Because also I needed to choose recipes that, first of all, had made a lot of times that my family liked, that it attached to the story that I wanted to tell. So it wasn't as easy as it seems. It wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. But then at the end, I am very glad with the recipes that I chose. I think once that I chose, really, I show my family history and the person I am and the cook I am.
0: I just cried all the way through. Because oh. <laughs> that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. I think it's really special because for me, cooking is an extension of who I am. Mm-hmm. And it brings people together.
1: So now we have our salsa and we're just going to wait. You want to smell it?
0: it mm, smells really good it's very fresh it's very fresh
1: very fresh uh, so we're just gonna wait until the chicken is cooked and then we're gonna dump this outside there and the next thing that I usually do is I start preparing my toppings because a good bowl of pozole is not a good bowl of pozole if you don't have all the toppings and the traditional toppings in my family at least is I put lettuce radishes onion avocado oregano and lime juice
0: how far in advance did you know what the themes were so you could do your menu planning?
1: Part of the casting process, when it's very close to actually flying to start taping the show, they said at the beginning, they said, just to start thinking about recipes that they're important for you, that you make in 60 minutes or on an hour and a half. And then very close to flying there, the general themes. I still at that point don't know the name of the episode, but the general themes. Like I knew, for example, that the first day it was me and a plate, and then one dish that it will show where I'm from, where I live. It is a lot of planning with a show of this magnitude, especially because they need to buy all the ingredients. So, very close to flying is when I got the general idea of the theme and it's when I decide most of my dishes.
0: In the middle of the competition, there was a plot twist.
1: They would say at the beginning, for example, before the first episode, say, okay, you're gonna work on the next three recipes. So you need to plan and think because we need to buy the ingredients. Before that, we were talking to the culinary departments and they asked, okay, can you explain this step here? I mean, what are you doing here? So then we knew why, because the next day we're gonna be making other people's recipes. So I think we like it a lot because it was different. It brought something to the show, something people were not expecting. And for me, it was super fun trying to make a recipe that I have never seen in my life.
0: Yeah, and you were the only one who had never experienced the recipe that you were making that was somebody else's, weren't you? No, Because everybody else had some familiarity. Some familiarity.
1: But I have never seen Cacio Pepe, which was my recipe from Dan. I never hear about it. I have never seen it because if I knew before I knew that pepe is pepper (laughs) and then I would say okay now I understand why it has to be so much pepper the trouble that I have with that recipe is that I was trying to balance the flavors and when I read it I was like that's a lot of pepper in here It doesn't make any sense and then I said there is a lot of cheese and that guanciale which is an ingredient that I had never seen before it looks like bacon it's salty and I was thinking that much it's a lot of cheese and this is salty it's gonna be salty so I was just trying to make my own instead to say okay Dan is a great cook his recipes turned out beautiful I just need to follow no I had to make my own stuff but I'm gonna say that in terms of execution of the recipe it was good because I cooked the pasta al dente as they wanted and that's something that they said that it was on my favor but it was fun It was fun to see Nikki, she doesn't like to bake, had to bake a cake. And then done making my empanadas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to check the chicken. It's not ready yet. Once the chicken is ready, you pour the sauce in there and you just need to boil for another 20 minutes. And it's done.
0: Here's my big question about these cooking competitions with multiple contestants. Mm -hmm. It's twofold. Like... How soon after plating does it actually get eaten by the judges such that Mm -hmm. they could even tell that it was al dente? Because it's going to continue to keep cooking. If you're number 10 that they're tasting, it's going to keep cooking for those 20 minutes or so.
1: So the food was tasted by the judges immediately. When we plated, we plated more than the four dishes that you see in the show. Mm -hmm. I noticed
0: you plated six.
1: Six, yes. Four are the ones that you see when they come in do the critique when they come to you or when you present it to them. One of them, the most beautiful one, which is the one that you see when you're talking about it, they show. And then the one that is not as beautiful, they take to the judges just for tasting. They need to taste immediately. It's really minutes between we finish and the judges start tasting that food.
0: Though the first day, that means 10 bites of very widely, very different di- yes. dishes. So they must have been happy on day eight.
1: I think so. But they only had three. Because I, I was not in the room with them. I'm guessing that they had just to take one or two bites. And then when it's less and less, they can take more bites of it. Right, But yeah, that's very important to know so they can really taste the food as it should be.
0: You're listening to Playing With Food on Issues and Ideas here on KCBX Public Radio for the Central Coast. I'm Father Ian, helping with the final steps of making pozole with Sylvia, a Moro Bay cook who was on national TV with Great American Recipe on PBS. As the pozole nears completion, Sylvia shares the drama of the final TV cooking segment.
1: Because what I'm going to do now is I'm going to... Put the salsa
0: please don't burn yourself yeah no
1: i'm going to do this very carefully okay okay
0: and you did it perfectly away from you
1: yes so i'm going to uh, pour the green salsa on the broth now okay so see how vibrant green looks right now
0: yeah looks great
1: as it cooks it's gonna take more like a military green and this one you know is cooking
0: speaking of your sous chef coming along yes for your last dish yes. for the three remaining contestants mm-hmm. they flew out one person's son one person's sister and your husband. husband yes did you know that that was going to happen no
1: i had no idea and my husband keeps telling me, "Oh, I need to go get the kids. I had to go get the kids from soccer." And I said, "Okay, goodbye." And he was in a hotel a few miles from me. And then he just showed up that day.
0: Because Fu cried.
1: Yes, I did cry too. I was a cry. I cried a lot. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. It was not a dry eye on the set that day. It was a great moment. I was very emotional, and also it was so great that they were with us. Helping us.
0: Right? You know, there is magic in editing, yes. but to us it looked like they came in, uh-huh. you, st- you saw them and started crying, and then you went straight to your station. Is that how it happened?
1: Yes. <laughs> he didn't no know. time for crying. He didn't know he's going to be cooking. I didn't know that I want to have somebody to help me. So, everything you see that the moment that they walked to that door, we didn't know anything. When you see that we're going to organizing each of the three couples, organizing what you're going to do, is all there because we had no idea. And so you
0: have these three final dishes. Yes. Did you have full portions of all three of them?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those we got to eat, I think. I think. When we are eating it, we're talking, and then we don't get to finish everything, except for my leches cake. I finish that. I said, I'm going to finish that cake. I really like the banquets because then is the only time you get to try the other people's food. And I think that was just beautiful. It had, it's a little bit of you know a taste of what the judges get to do.
0: A taste of your colleague.
1: Because you know we talk about it on the days that we went back to the hotel and it was enough time for us to have dinner together. We would talk about, what are you cooking tomorrow? But of course, when you get in the kitchen and you're you focused on your own food, and you don't get to see so actually watching the show was so beautiful for me because it was the very first time that i got to see what they really made and the story
0: and now you have your own stories with each other
1: yes we are a very tight group we text every day we keep talking about food what happening with our lives because now there is a cookbook i get to make the recipes then i'm waiting for this to get uh, cool a little bit but now it's boiling see how it's changing the color
0: smells really nice thank you yeah yeah Yeah, it's definitely not bright green anymore no so i'm going i'm
1: just gonna open it now because i want them to get a little bit reduced so i'm gonna let it boil in the meantime i'm going to start shredding the chicken
0: this was not live so When did you do the filming and when did it go to broadcast?
1: So the filming took place in Virginia in September of 2021 for three weeks. And the show aired on June 24th and, you know, every Friday after that.
0: September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. That's 10 months that you had to stay quiet
1: I know and more than that because I want to have to stay quiet even longer
0: through through the whole run (laughs) 12 months 12 months because the last episode aired um the Um, middle of August yes wow I know and you not only had to stay quiet about what was going on and who got kicked off and all that kind of stuff you had to stay quiet about a very big major yes thing and what was that major thing
1: Well then I won the whole thing (laughs) I'm the winner
0: so it was only you and Matt who knew
1: yes not even our kids
0: not even your kids no not even your family in Mexico nobody and not even the seven who weren't there no wow so you're on this group chat
1: yes and you can't say
0: anything for a year no to the people you were with and only three of you knew
1: yes that's correct
0: oh, that must have been so hard
1: it was hard and i need to be very careful even though when like they interview me also before the show air, because i got a few interviews i didn't need to be very low-key even con expression on my eyes or with my words <laughs> i'm going to put the chicken out in the broth very carefully
0: okay can i taste a piece of
1: chicken you can even you know it has no salt okay i'm just For... gonna tell you
0: okay. is it okay Salt. It always comes down to salt. Salt.
1: Yeah. I noticed early on that I needed to add more salt and more spice. After that chilaquiles, I kind of knew. So when I did the tri-tip tacos, I salted a little bit more and they liked it better. So I had to learn fast. Okay. So we're almost done Father Ian. Yay!
0: How do you put this together? Is that what we're going to do? You're going to show me how to put it together?
1: Yes. So I'm going to do mine okay. and then you can see So you put as little or as, as much lettuce you would like on top of it and then you spread a little bit of the raw onion if you like I know it's a lot of people don't like raw onion but then you put two or three slices of radishes in it also gives a beautiful color to the plate Oregano I usually do this on my hands I okay. this crush it
0: and do you always use dried or do you sometimes use fresh?
1: I, you always use dried. Then I'm going to put some avocado on top. I like it with a lot of it. And then lime juice. And that's it. You serve it with one or two tostadas on the side.
0: And then I squeeze the lime on it.
1: A lime. And buen provecho. Salud. 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 Salud.
0: Okay, here I go. I'm going to go for my first taste. Break a piece off. Do I want to get everything in the same you bite? You can, yes. Okay. Here I go Mmm <laughs> really nice It was like 85 degrees today mm-hmm. And I didn't know what you're making And when you said we're gonna have pozole I was like it's mm. 85 degrees out But because it's not a red pozole And it's not with pork You're right it's much lighter It's, lighter. it's very light mm-hmm. It's like a summer soup
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: what do you think about the pozole? It's great. I love it. Mm
1: -hmm. I love it.
0: The pozole was delicious, and she was right. It was even better the next day and a month later when I took it out of the freezer on a rainy day. And my time with Sylvia was really special. I've always wanted to know what happens on a national TV cooking show. I've always wanted to be on a national TV cooking show. And by the way, I have, but not here in the UK. She told me so much more than we had time for on this episode of Playing With Food. Sylvia learned a lot about food, love of family and friends, and how to be a better cook from the tips and tricks taught to her by the judges and hosts. She also learned a practical lesson about being a national TV chef.
1: The other thing I'm going to share with you is that if I had to do this over again, which I would do in a heartbeat, I will get two pairs of really good shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Because the amount of time that you're standing is something that I never imagined. And I needed a good pair of juice.
0: As we discussed at the beginning, Great American Recipe was unlike any other cooking show on TV. And while many winning TV cooks shed a tear for their great achievement, for Sylvia, it was more than just being the best cook.
1: I always kind of tear up every time I think that I'm part of the previous family. You know, I'm an immigrant. I came from Mexico. I just embrace my time here and my culture my American family. And for me, it's a big deal. I could never imagine to be in national TV in the United mm-hmm. States so <laughs> just trying again uh, So I, I, I always tear up about that because I feel very proud of the show and I feel very proud of PBS and doing this not just for us but for all the families in the United States that the food is just such important part of, of us as Americans and how we can learn from each other and how we can get inspired by each other. I'm stopping. <laughs> <laughs>
0: One thing that doesn't come with a reality cooking show is a live audience. So, Sylvia, I want to give you one more thing that you didn't get that every winner deserves. A standing ovation.
1: Now, I don't have any more recipes to make. This is it. There can only be one winner. This cook has shown tremendous growth. This person has truly shown that they're capable of telling
0: stories through the plate. The most successful meal and the winner of the great American recipe is.
1: Sylvia. I'm an immigrant, okay? English is my second language. I'm always not that I have this accent and I always know that I'm not fully American, even though I feel American. But now my recipes are going to be in a cookbook. It's just a big deal.
0: Thank you all for joining us on this season of The Great American Recipe. This is KCBX Public Radio for the Central Coast, alone in my home studio with no live audience. I'm Father Ian, and I'm playing with food.